0: The views, ideas, and content of well seekers and their guests are their own opinions, and you should always seek additional professional help around any of the issues discussed here on WellSeekers.
1: Hello, and welcome to WellSeekers, where we are helping you rise and come back to a mind and life you love, taking it on from a holistic approach. Um, I'm Lucia, and I'm so honored to be with you Today. If you're just joining us, we are in a six part series focused on recovery, holistic recovery from addiction. And whew, it's been an amazing journey. I've been so excited and honored to have spent time with all of our guests to date. If you've missed any of those past five episodes, I so encourage you to go and listen to them. There's um, aspects that we talk about on alternative routes to treatment, on how addiction affects the family relationships, the family system in general, how nutrition is an important part, how policy is an important part. We got to hear a powerful story um, from the author of a book, called Motherlode and her journey, not only in getting sober um, and entering recovery, but early recovery, recovery now, how it's a continuous process and how it's something that those in recovery and the people around them do deal with on a day-to-day basis. On today's show, I'm so excited to have our guest, Scott Strode. He's the founder and director of The Phoenix. For those that don't know, The Phoenix is a national sober, active community, and he's going to tell us all about what the Phoenix does, um, what their community is all about, where their communities are, and the importance of having a sober, active community. Really, that is what today is about, talking about the power of fun, the power of connection in recovery and why that is such a key part. If you've struggled with addiction, if you're in recovery, early recovery, maybe well into recovery, you know that reworking your life. Completely right is something that is and can feel like something that is a daunting task. It can also feel very unsettling and it's going to be uncomfortable for a lot of people as well, because one, you're usually doing new activities um, and two, you're doing them sober now. There's lots of different ways to include more fun and more connection outside of whatever you're using as a treatment method for your recovery, whether it's therapy, whether it's a 12-step program, whatever pathway you're on into recovery. One thing is for sure that research has shown that connection is a big part of a holistic approach to recovery and also incorporating more fun into recovery, more holistic, healthy methods of connection with yourself and other people. Scott's going to come on and talk about the Phoenix, the sober active community that that they offer and the activities that they offer. But just some other alternatives that in my research journey for planning for this show, one of the things that it talked about was just starting to explore new things and how even if you just do it once right? Sometimes there's this all or nothing mentality, which I know very well. Um, And with addiction, that's something that a lot of people that have addiction have as well. And I know the all or nothing mentality personally and professionally. So when you're venturing out, trying to do new things, right? Just try and think of it as, I'm just going to try this once right? So if there's a new hobby that you want to try, and maybe you do feel uncomfortable, it's probably going to feel different, right? Instead of saying like, now I'm a skier, right? And putting all that pressure on yourself, just saying, you know what, I'm going to try one ski class, right? And that actually would terrify me, (laughs) terrified of skiing. Um, But the hobby can be anything, right? Painting, drawing, you don't even actually, connection is important, but it can be a solo new hobby. And if that's intimidating to be a self-learner and you do like the aspect of connection, there are classes, there are workshops, which is something I know Scott's going to come on and talk about in an active way, but even outside of just being active, tech courses, writing courses cooking classes, right? There's so many things to explore and do. And when you're just starting this recovery journey, or maybe you want to do it as a family, right? Maybe you haven't spent a lot of time with family and friends because either your loved one has been isolated because of their addiction, or you've been isolated because of your addiction, right? Trying to find new hobbies, new activities, even if it's just hey, let's walk one night a week as a family after dinner, right? Something simple. It doesn't even need to cost a lot. It could be preparing a dinner together, but just trying new things, right? And you don't need to do them perfectly. There's also that perfectionism aspect sometimes, right? And you don't even need to do it more than once. I always like to say, just think of it as a one-off, right? And if you end up liking cooking, awesome, you can do it again. And if you don't, You get to pick a new hobby, a new activity, a new class, a new workshop. Finding some of these activities can be scary. Doing them alone can feel uncomfortable, which is why today's show and today's guest is someone who I absolutely wanted to include as part of this series because it's about community and it's about giving people ideas for activities because they do a ton of active activities. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Scott Strode. And he, again, is the founder and director of the Phoenix National Sober Active Community, who will fill us in on if you are feeling intimidated, or maybe you don't have a starting point, right? I just gave some some ideas of things like cooking or writing or drawing or technology or walks with families, right? And we'll include more resource links for you as well, but maybe none of those sound good. Um, Or maybe you don't know where to start and you'd like to start with other people. This is an incredible place to start incorporating togetherness, connection, healthy activities, and a lot of fun into your recovery. So stick around. We're going to be right back with Scott Strode on Wealth Seekers.
0: Today's lifestyle demands the best in wireless, and with Pulse Cellular, you have the best options available. Switch to Pulse Cellular for unlimited talk text, and high-speed data, coast-to-coast with no contracts, no credit checks, and no overage fees. One line for $65, or four lines for just $45 each, including hotspot, Wi-Fi calling, and 50 gigs per line. And for all you travelers, we got you covered in Canada and Mexico. Plus, text and data in over 210 countries worldwide, all with the best phones or bring your own. That's pretty awesome. Get the best user experience on mobile at PulseCellular.com. You're listening to Well Seekers, a show where the journey is just as important as the destination.
1: Welcome back to Well Seekers. I am so honored to have our guest today, Scott Strode. He is the founder of The Phoenix. Scott, we're going to have you dive in and tell us all about The Phoenix in part one. We were talking about a little bit about what you do. Um, and I want to hear your own personal journey because I know it's an impactful one of how and why you created The Phoenix. First, I have to say we've been together before. He was on my other show, Only Good Hero. So thanks for coming back and talking to our audience here at Wellseekers. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your journey, Scott. How did you get involved or how did you conceptualize this idea? And what was that journey like from inception of idea to where the Phoenix is today?
0: Well, it. I mean, it really was born from my own recovery journey, and the recovery journey of, of one of my friends and and another friend who was a clinical social worker. So, you know, how we came together was really because of my own paths. I was living in Boston. I'm actually in Boston now. And I got sober here just a little bit over 23 years ago. And and somebody got me into a boxing gym. And in that boxing gym, I started to build my self-confidence, you know, hitting the heavy bag and getting into the ring for the first time. But outside of the gym, I was really in the throes of my addiction. You know, addiction had pretty much stripped away the dreams of who I thought I could be in life and left me, you know, with this dependency on, on it as a coping mechanism that wasn't even working to help me cope. And what I was actually trying to do is numb some pain from some early childhood trauma. But something about getting into the boxing gym started to heal some of those self esteem wounds I carried from childhood. And that led me ultimately into triathlon and then climbing. And, you know, years later, my climbing partner was in recovery. My other climbing partner was that clinical social worker. And we started having a conversation about what if we started a nonprofit that, that got folks in recovery into activities like this because we knew the inherent transformative power of it.
1: Mm. So many things to touch upon there. First, of course, the mission, right, of your community is this sober, active community, right? I think on your website, it talks about how it fuels resilience, right? And the transform, the power of that connection in being together and being active as a community and individually. Um, And from a holistic wellness level, there's evidence there to support that, right? But just from a, a participation level, I can say having been part of an active sober active community I've I've volunteered for um, some races to support addiction um, prevention programs and recovery programs and that community and the connection there was nothing like it right because a lot of people have been to hell and back <laughs> right? right so you're all together on this journey there's nothing like that bond and community in my in my experience people have asked that do you have to be Sober, a sober addict to be part of the Phoenix in this community, or can you help define what sober community means when it comes to the Phoenix?
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say the majority of our folks are in recovery from substance use disorder, Mm -hmm. um, but that's why we only require 48 hours clean and sober to come to a Phoenix event. Um, is because we, we know that we're going to have supporters come with their loved one. We're going to have people who, who are allies, who've been touched by this and, and want to be part of the community. And, uh, we're also going to have folks that are sort of sober curious that are just choosing to live their life a little differently. And we're going to have people that are, that are working pretty hard to piece together those 48 hours but they're really seeking recovery. But it, it makes for a pretty special community when you have all those different constituencies present.
1: What are some of the activities that you do? I know you mentioned a few, but is there a wide range or are there ones that you more specifically do regularly? Or can you explain that in a little more detail, Scott?
0: Sure. Yeah, so we we do all sorts of events and activities. We have um social events, we have art night, we had a um gingerbread house making party, you know, covid uh cold covid conscious gingerbread house making party. Um we have a bunch of virtual programs, um yoga, meditation, you know, hit, uh circuit training and crossfit and you know, weightlifting workouts. We have in-person events. It's everything from climbing to cycling to hiking to meditation, yoga. We try to have something on the menu for everyone. Mm -hmm. And our program spreads through volunteer activation. So if you're a cyclist or a runner or a climber and you want to help Phoenix uh, bring a program to your community, you can raise your hand. And as long as we're vision and value aligned, we will activate you as a volunteer.
1: I think one of the main differences, and you mentioned in the beginning, was this is nonprofit, right?
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. it is.
1: So it's, it's really an, mission driven.
0: It is, and that's how we're able to keep the program free, um, is through the fundraising we do to support the free programs. There's so many hurdles to step into recovery. We don't want uh, some, you know, membership fee to be part of that. So the program's totally free. If you're able to give back as a donor, we ask that. Or as a volunteer, we also ask that as a way you can give back to the Phoenix.
1: The Phoenix is nationwide. Can you tell us how many sites you have? And I know you mentioned you were in Boston. That's my hometown. Love Boston. Uh, Oh, nice! <laughs> um, and I know I live in Connecticut now and we have one starting. So could you explain to people that are curious how many sites you have, where they can find out more about the sites? And also if they want to start one, right? If your town or community doesn't have one and you want to start one, um, how could they get involved there too?
0: Yeah, for sure. So, essentially, we're in about 46-plus uh, communities across the country, you know, 23 states, I think now, or 24 states. Um, and, you know, we used to scale with staff-led uh, programs, and we realized that there was just this barrier to scaling that way. And so, we opened up opportunities for individuals to volunteer to start a Phoenix site in their community. And what we had is, you know, some like a trail runner who wanted to lead a Phoenix event. We had a CrossFit gym owner who wanted to host something as a volunteer in their space on a weekend. We had yoga studios raise their hand to bring Phoenix programming to their space. And so we really launched out over the last few years on all volunteer activation. So once we have a paid staff member in a state, then that individual can oversee the volunteer activation throughout the state. And we did just get funding to hire in Connecticut. So we're looking for other communities there to raise their hand, to volunteer to start Phoenix programming.
1: Amazing. Well, I look forward to to getting involved in some capacity. So excited that that's opening in Connecticut. Scott, can you just tell us about some of the stories you've heard of the impact of how much this means to people that are newly sober or sober for decades that are involved in the Phoenix?
0: For sure. You know, I'll, I'll start with something that's just really relevant for the time we're in, which is, um, you know, historically, we didn't have virtual programming. And now we have several virtual activities each day uh, that you can find at the Phoenix.org, And we launched that within 48 hours of the National sort of uh, shutdown around COVID, so we we realized we had to continue to keep people connected. Launch this virtual programming. What we realized is now Phoenix can go anywhere. We've had folks come from overseas, and we've had folks come from their basement somewhere, um, you know, in Arkansas where we're, we don't have any Phoenix programs, and so that's been great. And one of the stories from that is uh, one of our. Uh, volunteers who at the time was just a a new member to Phoenix and is a wildland firefighter in Colorado and wasn't going to her day job anymore because of the COVID shutdown. And she just knew that having to show up for work was something that regulated her drinking and that wasn't going to be there for her anymore. And she had the potential of just drinking every day now that she was isolated at home. So she started coming to Phoenix and she can essentially mark her recovery journey with the beginning of our virtual programming and is still in recovery now.
1: Right. Isolation is such a part, it goes hand in hand with addiction and so many statistics of the rise of addiction um, and people relapsing during lockdown and COVID-19. So now more than ever, it seems like the mission of the Phoenix online and offline is needed, right, to re-engage people in community um, and in a safe place. One of my last questions for you, Scott, is talking about if you have stories of impact, not only in what it means to them, but most specifically around having a safe space outside of, let's say, their recovery path, whatever that recovery path is for them, whether it's a 12-step group or maybe they're out of rehab, right? But this is re-engaging in quote unquote real world, right? Um, but having a safe space within that that's tied to fun, that's tied to community.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think that's why, you know, the only requirements at Phoenix are the 48 hours sober and to adhere to our code of conduct, mm-hmm. which is designed to create a what I think is a trauma healing environment. You know, many folks had a similar story to me where they had some adverse childhood experience, then they experienced additional trauma in their addiction story and they're stepping into recovery. And really what, what we're looking for is a place where we're accepted and loved for all the parts of us, even the, the stuff we went through in our addiction. And, you know, with our code of conduct, we create that space, the opposite of, um adverse experience, you know, is what we're trying to create at the Phoenix. So you show up there, you find a new group of friends. I always say that you come for the workout, but you really stay for the friendships. Mm-hmm. And if you find that coming out of formal treatment, or as a returning citizen after experiencing incarceration, or after experiencing homelessness and you're rebuilding your life, you just find this place that's there for you and and when you need to connect, Phoenix is there. And then ultimately you end up being there for the next person who comes in into the program. So we're all rising from the ashes of something and, uh, and we can, it's easier if we do it together.
1: Absolutely. So beautifully said. And I think you touch on one of the key points that we've been talking about in this series, which is oftentimes with addiction comes trauma. They go hand in hand frequently um, and having that safe space and not being re-traumatized on your road to recovery, on your road to rising is so vital and important. Um, So it sounds like you're setting that stage at all of your Phoenix locations with your code of conduct.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, one of my favorite quotes from a Phoenix member is, is that Phoenix didn't make me strong. It just reminded me that I am Mm. and, and that's intrinsic in all of us. That strength is within all of us. Sometimes it just needs a safe space for it to come out.
1: So beautiful. And I think the perfect place to leave it. Scott showed. thank you so much for your time. If people want to find out, we're going to have all your links in social. Um, but for those listening, where can they find you?
0: Yeah, just go to the phoenix.org. You can find a program to come to there. You can type in your zip code and see if there's something nearby. If you want to start a program, you can contact us through the website. And if you're an angel donor and you want to support, you can donate also at thephoenix.org.
1: Great. Scott, thanks so much for your time and the work that you're doing to help um, build a safe community for those that are trying to get sober, stay sober, and rise, recover, and live like your mission so eloquently states. Thanks for your time, Scott.
0: Thank you. We'll
1: be right back. I'm welcome. After a long day, taking time to love yourself and your friends and your family more well can be a challenge. We're so burnt out and exhausted and stressed from working so hard during the day, we forget to love the people and the places and the things that are important to us. Well, Lucia night is here to help. We're going to be a retreat and a treat for your day. A place to laugh, to connect, and to learn to love yourself and others more well. We're gonna talk about relationships, ways to sleep better. We'll have expert guests, personal stories, maybe even a musical guest or two. We'll share behind the scenes into my own life as well, my friends, my family, and of course, my relationships. So close the door on your day and light up your night with Lucia at night. Also, make sure to check out more at wellseekers.com for simple and real life ways to bring wellness home. see you tonight on lucia at night
0: thanks for being part of the seekerhood we couldn't do this without you now back to the show
1: and welcome back to well seekers thanks so much again to our guest this week scott strode for joining us and talking about the power of fun As we wrap up this six-part series, I just want to say thank you to all our incredible guests for the wisdom and the expertise that they've shared with us on how to rise and come back from addiction. It is a journey, and I know it's a journey that many of our listeners have been a part of or experienced in some way, either within themselves or with a family member or a loved one. So we hope that you truly got something that you can take with you as you go through your own journey of recovery or experience it alongside someone you love. We are going to be taking a short break in series. We always take a couple of months off in the summer. We're going to have one more special episode. So some one-off series coming up and then uh, take a little break for summer to rest and rejuvenate ourselves. But we hope that you go back and listen to any of the six parts that you missed. There was so much information that really took addiction and looked at it from a holistic perspective, which it so often is not. Um, wellness and mental health, emotional health. If you're part of our family here at Well Seekers, you know that we look at it holistically. We believe in the holistic approach. So we try to really incorporate that in everything that we talk about here. We hope that you and the ones that you love got that perspective in this series as well. We will be back with you before summer with some one-off specials, but I would love to hear from you over this break, over this time, if there's anything you want us to take on as we head into fall in our new series that we're prepping um, here at WellSeekers. Please let us know. You can email me, lucia at wellseekers.com, or just our general email, hello at wellseekers.com. I love emails. I will respond back. So if there's something that's on your mind or on your heart or going on with your body um, and you want wellseekers to take it on, just shoot me an email. You can also find us online, of course, social media. We're at Well Seekers on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also our sister show at Lucia Knight on Instagram, which is all about relationships. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at Lucia LuciaNaz, L-U-C-I-A-N-A-Z-Z. We'll put the links below as well. This isn't goodbye since we're going to have some specials, some one-offs coming up. Um, But I do want to say for everybody who's listening and is heading out into their summer breaks and their summer vacation soon, we hope that you take things that you've learned on the show, things that you've learned on the site, and use it as a starting board, as a foundation to keep seeking and keep finding those things that you need in whatever challenge. Maybe it's not addiction. Maybe it's one of the things that we've talked about in the past. We hope that we can give you a piece of information that helps you start your journey rise if you're midway through your journey, or maybe you're at the end of one journey and starting another, um, wherever you are in this specific season of life, we're just so honored and so grateful that you're here with us, that we get to walk alongside you and be a part of your story. We can't wait to be back with you again. Um, So check back. We'll have some one-offs. And then of course, we'll be back with more series in the fall. From all of us here at Well Seekers, thanks so much for being a part of our family, and thanks for letting us into your life, your families, and your journeys. We'll see you soon on WellSeekers. How would you like to join the conversation?
0: Email us anytime at hello at wellseekers.com.